Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, we are here, and I've got awesome news for you. We're talking NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, horse racing, golf. It's all here in this amazing sports season, even Major League Baseball as well. Updated odds for everything from live games to team matchups and more. Bet Online is your headquarters for the NBA playoffs this season. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus. How about that on your first deposit? Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Hey folks, you know what? The weather's heating up and so are the stories coming out of the sports world. We just had the NFL draft. How about the PGA Championship, horse racing's triple crown, and many, many more sporting events that are absolutely major in the next few months. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University many moons ago, attending their campus long before online degrees were a thing. With their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll in fact learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport, all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shaped this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the jump today. Visit sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com. Contact an enrollment advisor now at sbujournalism.com. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy. It's all good. Go gas up your vehicle today at participating Burn Dairies. Also grab that delicious chocolate milk, coffee, and donuts on your way into work. Burn Dairy, it's all good. And also a tip of the cap, thank you to Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Rosie's Corner, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Hey, We've got the PGA Championship coming up in Rochester, that Pittsburgh area. What a beautiful uh, uh, event it is in a beautiful town. And Oak Hill is the place to be. And Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company is the place to be before and after all the rounds at the PGA Championship right there on School Street, Victor, New York, right around the corner. Make sure you stop by for a pint. They've got the seltzers, the sours, all sorts of great stuff. The Red Ale is delicious. The Amber Ale is amazing. A bunch of porters and IPAs as well. StumblingMonkeyBeer.com before your visit. Pick up some swag, hats, shirts, and more. Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company is the official brewing company of the ML Sports Platter. All right, I am going to get into a full slate of information here. Uh, this is the beginning of my uh, NFL single team recaps. I'm going to do a recap for every single uh, uh, NFL team. I'm going to start with my beloved Buffalo Bills, and it's just going to kind of work like this. I'm just going to kind of give the picks, uh, you know, a couple of reaction pieces, and, um, you know, maybe a little bit about what they did do and didn't do. 
um, and everything in between. So let's get to it. Uh, here we go. The Buffalo Bills. Um, I, and I'm not going to do grades. I'm not doing any of that crap. Um, but I am going to really break, uh, break this thing down, um, you know, every which way with every one of these teams. And, you know, I'm going to start with the Bills, not only because they're my favorite team, but it's, you know, it's kind of in order with the divisions and all the rest. We, we go to the first pick that they made. They traded up, um, you know, to get Dalton Kincaid uh, out of uh, Utah. Now, I started with, oh, no, no thanks. And then I went to waffling back and forth, liking it and not liking it. And now I'm all in. <laughs> and I know that sometimes, you know, you need that marination sort of thing. You need that, uh, you know, to kind of compress and read a little bit more and dive in a little bit more. And I'm not going to lie. I am not a guru of Utah football. I mean, Utah football has been playing, uh, you know, all of their games at night for years and years and years. It's very difficult to turn on a Utah game when you're 43, married with a toddler and another one coming. Um, you know, it's very difficult to watch a Utah football game when it starts at 1030 at night or whatever it is. So, uh, having said that, I, I've seen a lot of um, you know profile stuff. I saw a lot of stuff about him going in. And you know what? This was a tight end rich draft. Uh, Kincaid, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame and others. People love Dalton Kincaid. He's not really a tight end, so to speak. I mean, his position says he is. But the Bills picked him to work him into the slot, work him out on the boundary, do different things with a guy who has tremendous hands, tremendous size at 6'4", 250, He's an efficient route runner. Um, he plucks the ball out of the air. He's a red zone target. He breaks tackles, big time speed, threatened uh, a big threat vertically. Um, I, you know, his ability to move around the formation makes him a real matchup problem. And if you listen to Brandon Bean talk to the media, he said it's not so much, ver you know, I'm not paraphrasing, it's not so much 11 versus 12 personnel. It'll be more like 11 and a half personnel meaning Kincaid is that half to go above and beyond the call of duty. Now, he's not a tremendous blocker. He's a good enough blocker. Um, but I, I just think that, you know, Dawson Knox is already entrenched as the number one tight end, but this is not a straight-up tight end pick. It's a complementary tight end option with the ability to have him be mobile within the, within the Ken Dorsey offense, the former uh, Brian Dable offense, and you've got Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis Kincaid left, uh, led the FBS in catches last season, by the way, but his, uh, his formational versatility, it's really where the Bills, you know, saw this piece the most, right? Um, he's got a natural feel versus zone coverage, which means he's great in space. Uh, he caught 46 catches against that type of ca uh, coverage, and he's a rookie of the year candidate in this offense. I mean, he's a dump and play guy. You can hit him over the middle and extend change. You can put him on the boundary and hit him a little bit deeper, 20 to 30 yards. Um, and look, there is some concern about whether or not he'll get enough targets in this offense, right? Because you have only one football to go around with all these weapons. But he lands in this high-power offense with one of the best QBs in the league and a lot of the talent around places. I think that this is a great pick. The Bills traded up. They gave up a fourth rounder. It wasn't a third um, you know, and all the receivers were off the board. I'm sure that they were looking at a possible slot option to insert day one starter right away, having Khalil Shakir back him up, whether that was, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, whether it was Jordan Addison, uh, whether it was somebody else, the Bills, yeah, the receiver options were not really there. The Bills move up, they get their guy, they had their eyes on him. He was right at the top of a lot of their boards. And a lot of people had this guy sort of in, you know, that top, you know, 20 to 30 prospect 
list when you just said, okay, who's the best player uh, in this draft? Who are the best players? Let's rank them. Kincaid was in that group, according to many. People love this pick. Daniel Jeremiah is all over this pick, and that's enough for me. The Bills strike it, moving one spot up to get their guy. Tight end slash receiver slash versatile fill-in-the-blank position slash whatever, right? And so uh, exciting times there with uh, Dalton Kincaid. Number two pick for the Bills in the second round is the guy I wanted the most. When I went into this draft for the Bills, there were two guys I had my eyes on the most. It was Jack Campbell, the linebacker out of Iowa, and Osiris Torrance from Florida. I never imagined Osiris Torrance being available in the second round, but that's exactly where he landed to the Bills. 6'5", 335 pounds, an absolute mountain of a human being. He's one of the most dominant interior linemen in the country. He can play some guard. He can play some center. Great size, consistent with his movement. Uh, Awesome run blocker, latches on. He's got those big hands, and when you're down, you're down. Osiris Torrance flattens you. He does not let you back up. He controls the line of scrimmage and defensive linemen. He's great against the big-time, big-time fast motor edge people. Um, And you know what? He does have some issues with the mobility, uh, but he does have the good length and the punch to kind of overcome that a little bit. And uh, he rarely gives that ground as a pass protector. He is upright. He will pancake you. He will steamroll you. He can do whatever you want. And he is absolutely uh, filling an absolute need for the Bills without a doubt. You know, I mean, one of the most pressing needs, interior offensive line. He should step right into that starting role as a rookie and help the Bills, um, you know, with that offensive line. We know Ryan Bates is a big part of that as well. Um, You know, they they signed Connor McGovern. That's fine. But the Bills, you cannot have enough offensive linemen when you have one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. You know, I I think Connor McGovern is going to be a really good guard for the Bills, but now you have a battle straight up, wait up, hold up with Osiris Torrance and Ryan Bates. Uh, who wins probably that right guard spot type of a thing? I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe Torrance backs up Bates to start the year, but I think Camp will dictate who wins that role. You do have rotational pieces in case of injury and just regular football play. I love this pick. It is not only a home run pick. It is not only uh, uh, you know, you're getting the player and all the rest, but you're getting at the time of the pick, you're getting arguably the best player on the board at the time, and you're filling a major need. This is a tremendous pick, my favorite pick by the Bills in the draft. Meanwhile, how about this one? A steal, if there ever was a steal. Dorian Williams, 6'1, 235, uh, inside linebacker out of Tulane. I'm not exactly a Tulane football guru either, but. You lost Tremaine Edmonds in free agency, and I know that the Bills are still very high on the guys they have on their roster. They are very high on the linebackers named, obviously. Um, and, and, you know, Balen Specter has been in the conversation a lot. Terrell Bernard, Tyrell Dotson, right? They, the, the Bills love these guys. Uh, Bernard's going into year two from Baylor. Dotson's going into year four with te- from Texas A&M, and we know the Clemson graduate and Balen Specter is going into his second year as well. The Bills think that there is rotational possibility between those guys, but they love the value and the player of Dorian Williams in the third round. He is an elite athlete, sideline to sideline, run defending uh, monster, powerful strike, uh, long arms, active hands. He can go in and cover the middle. He's rangy. He can spy the quarterback. He was an all-pro last year. Um, 
you know, all pro type player last year if, if they gave out those awards in college. And we know, you know, without Tremaine Edmonds, Williams has a high ceiling and he could prove to not only be a steal, but a day one starter. That competition will start right away. Mini camp, training camp up at St. John Fisher College. There's no question that this guy will compete for, uh, you know, will compete for a, a starting role. There is absolutely no question in my mind. Um, I love this pick. He fills a lot of the defensive boxes that I just mentioned about Osiris Torrance. Uh, you could say that he fills those on the defensive side of the ball. You know, he fills an immediate need for the Bills. You know, he's an incredible value pick. And depending on who you talk to and, you know, scouts and who went where and, you know, the the, the combines and all that sort of thing where people go and, and they make their own opinions of things, you could argue that he's the best player on the board at that point too. You could argue it. I don't know if he probably wasn't, but you could argue it. It's a great pick for the Bills. There's no question about that. All right, I got three more picks to get to, but first, this on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Burn Dairy, Stanley Law Offices, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. We are brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers. Go shop the showcase today at welchjewelers.com. They've got watches, necklaces, engagement rings, wedding rings, and a heck of a lot more at Welch & Company Jewelers, welchjewelers.com. A proud ML Sports Platter sponsor and a huge tip of the cap thank you as well to Rosie's Corner back this month from their long trip to Disney. Jason, Jody, and the gang really appreciate their support of the program. Route 11 in Burton get there each and every Friday for Fish Friday with your fries, coleslaw, and mac and cheese. Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Route 11 in front of the Burton Bridge if you are in and around Central New York. And thank you so much to friends of the program. They keep it going as well. The Swan and Whitaker families, Daryl Abert, Bob Lindsley, and the Alonzo family, Tino, Irvin, Byron, and Janice. All right, three more picks on the bills here. Um... <laughs> you know, I don't know really anything about these last three. I know a little bit more about Justin Shorter just because, well, and I guess a little bit about Nick Broker, but again, I don't, just because I watch the SEC, I mean, you know, I don't know all all the players. I mean, I know a lot of them, and I have seen some, some uh, uh, snaps with Justin Shorter. This is a guy who is wicked fast, unbelievable hands, and good grief. Look at the size. 6'4", 235. This guy, he's massive. His frame, long arms, build-up speed, vertical threat. He makes difficult catches, and he's just one more guy, um, you know, to to have a red zone target and, and a guy, you know, go up and get it guy. The Bills have two guys that go up and get it guys, right? And Shorter's also tough going over the middle. He's an aggressive blocker, takes pride in sustaining it. And you know what? How can you go wrong with an SEC player with a tremendous frame at his position in the fifth round, who played on the biggest stages in front of the biggest crowds. I'm always in on that. So, Justin Shorter, come on into Western New York. Let's see what you can do competing-wise. And again, just more weapons for number 17. That's what this draft was really, really all about this year. And the Bills have done it with Kincaid. They've done it with Torrance. They've done it with Justin Shorter. And they're adding depth pieces with the Ole Miss offensive guard, Nick Broker. Again, don't know anything about him other than playing in the SEC and Ole Miss, which I still will take. Reports say that he's a pretty good player, a really good guy, hard worker, fires off the ball, right, pads down. And again, he's a depth piece behind the McGovern, Torrance, um, you know, Ryan Bates, Butker situation. And, um, you know, who knows if he'll pan out, right? Who knows if he'll pan out? 
We don't know. But people like him. He's got a core strength. He's good against the pass and the run. People like him uh, in, in that regard. And then there's another guy, uh, a corner. I think the Bills just took a chance on this guy. Oregon State, it was a, compens uh, a compensatory selection from Tampa through the Rams, if you remember. Alex Austin, 6'1", 195 from Oregon State. He's a, a, really a, a taller corner. Um, you know, he reads the quarterback well. Uh, he's a, he's a, a press man kind of guy. Um, you know, you kind of stack him against those big vertical routes. He's tough. He flashes some good stop power. Um, you know, good, good corner in, in, in the run game. But again, uh, you know, out West, the, 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 the run it and gun it and sling it type of offenses, you know, is Austin going to be able to, you know, play in that bill system, that prevent system, that zone system and all the rest. I don't know when I say prevent because the Bills give everybody too much cushion at all times going back to, uh-huh, 13 seconds. Let's leave that to the side. Alex Austin, eh, maybe he'll pan out. Maybe he won't right now. We got Trey White, uh, you know, on, on, on the sheet. You know, we've got Kyrie Elam, right? I mean, there, there are a lot of corners, and I say we just, just looking at it, not we like I play for the team. Um, you know, Dane Jackson, on and on it goes. So, uh, you know, there's been talk about Christian Benford being a corner um, uh, or a safety. So the Bills, you know, just adding, I guess, a depth piece there at corner. But, um, you know, I think it's a, a year where he would just have to develop behind all of those guys I mentioned. Um, and you know what? There could be an open, you know, even more of a spot uh, with an injury. You know, um, obviously you've got to cut through Saran Neal. you got to cut through Cam Lewis. you got to cut through those guys. Taron Johnson's the, the dead set nickel. But you've got Trey White, Kyrie Elam, and Dane Jackson. But you never know. You know, I, I mean, there are some other guys here too. Um you know, who, who maybe can, can help you, um, you know, from a depth perspective, but it looks as though these guys are all going to kind of compete for that fourth corner role, but, uh, you know, can't, can't ever, uh, you know, be mad at a six one two hundred pound corner, <laughs> you know, who's got, who's got that press skill and uh, the ability to, uh, zip up and close on plays. And, um, that's what they say he can do. I haven't seen any of Alex Austin, so I can't really be an expert on that. But overall, I'm very happy with the Bills draft. I have been happy with the majority of them with this regime. I think they have kind of stumbled on a few uh, a few things, but that's going to happen. You're going to make your mistakes. But, you know, to go up and get Dalton Kincaid with his skill set and what they're going to do with him, I think is a home run there for the Bills. Uh, Osiris Torrance, again, he was one of two players I wanted for the Bills. Um, you know, Dorian Williams, I think, is a steal. You know, uh, and then it's kind of TBD with everybody else. Justin Shorter, I feel confident that he can, you know, be a player here. And don't forget, if he comes in and competes and shows that he is more consistent than Gabe Davis, you don't pay Gabe Davis and you just let Justin Shorter do your thing. Now, I am still on board with Gabe Davis. I don't know why people have given up on Gabe Davis. This guy was not, he wasn't even healthy for like five, six weeks uh, last year, at least with a bum ankle. You could see he couldn't run the routes and all that. I know he has drop problems and all that. But when you watch him when he's at his best, hello Arrowhead in the playoffs, hello all these other games, hello against the Colts, sideline tippy-toe catches, Gabe Davis, 6'2", 220 pounds. Folks, I am not giving up on Gabe Davis. He had 836 yards, seven touchdowns, averaged 17.4 per catch, and he was 48th in, uh, 48 receptions as well. That was tied for 79th in the league last year. And he didn't even have more than 10 games where he was healthy. Yeah, the other stuff hurt. The drops and all the rest. But he wasn't playing normal. A lot of those drops and a lot of his route running, you're constantly worrying about your foot, your movement, right? Your change of direction. Gabe Davis was picked in 2020. He's a fourth-round draft pick. 
2020 season, I guess everything that year, I mean, the Bills arrived early and he was a rookie, um, you know, but everything that season with Corona, I mean, do we really, I mean, it counts, but do we, like, do we really know, right? Like without a lot of the training camp type of stuff, which I think is better and, and, and more important for, for guys like a rookie, like Gabe Davis as a fourth rounder than it is, you know, a Josh Allen. Um, they just need more time to get acclimated and all that, you know, so I guess you kind of toss that, okay, 2021, you're kind of like, all right, in 2022, was just last year. So in 2021, the guy was was great, right? I mean, he was he was phenomenal. So I just don't know why people are giving up on Gabe Davis because of last year. One year, right? I mean, he clearly showed in the postseason in 2021 and as a second-year guy to be pretty productive, you know? And I'm all in on the guy. He's already got almost 2,000 yards in the NFL in three seasons. He's averaging uh, 16.8 yards per catch, and he's had 20 touchdowns in three years. He's a long ball threat. His size is terrific. He's perfect for the offense. Give him a chance. You know, I want to see him with a full, healthy ankle. And then let's make some judgment on him because then it'll be like, okay, 2020, 2021, 20, okay, okay, four years. Now we got more of a sample size. I don't have a sample size right now. I have two years and change because of injury. So let's see it. Really happy with what the Bills did. ML Sports Platter, major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartMedia, and more. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening, and we are brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Stanley Law Offices, Camillus Golf Club, and our great friends at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Log on today, vcgtransforms.com. That's vcgtransforms.com. Become a better leader both personally and professionally. As I always tell you, Enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.